monster, a creature with such horrific features, a lady, a bride, and scary movie fan, some nerds and their website present this woman and her man. Hello and welcome to the Bride of the Creature podcast, episode 63. I am the creature Joey G. Joining me this week is the cutest podcaster in town, the bride Nicole. Hello. And sister-in-law of the creature, special guest Simone. Welcome. Thank you. Hello, everyone. You're very welcome. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Fine, thanks. And how are you, love? I'm good. Excellent, excellent. Uh, So this week, uh, it was my pick, and I got to, once again, have an excuse for purchasing yet another Criterion Blu-ray that I probably didn't need. Uh, We watched... The 1988, I'm going to try and pronounce this Dutch guy's name, uh, George Sluizer. I'm sure that's wrong, or Sluize. Uh The film is called The Vanishing. Uh, it stars Bernard-Pierre Donandieu and uh, Jeanette Berouet and Johanna <laughs> Sertig. Uh, Why do you even bother? I don't know. Well, anyway, those are the people that are in this movie, and uh, we're going to listen to the trailer, even though the trailer uh, is in a foreign language, but uh, get some atmosphere, some ambiance, get an idea of what we were... Okay, we got it. Let's play it. All right. You don't have to be so snippy. Go. Je m'appelle Raymond Lemorne. Je suis sociopathe et claustrophobe. Je n'ai jamais trompé ma femme. Mais je m'empresse de vous dire que pour moi le pire, ce n'est pas tué. Parce que mine de rien, c'est devenu une passion. Tu as quelque chose dans la tête Vous êtes un euh, menteur. Menteur Non, je ne veux pas. Non. Oui Et euh, je, je veux un euh, bouc. Euh, 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 euh. Vous avez violé Saskia. Si elle est morte. Et si l'homme qui voulait savoir, c'était vous. <laughs> All right, welcome back. Stop laughing at me. They're laughing at me because I don't understand shirts. <laughs> There's like a string thing inside your shirt, and I didn't know what it was. I guess it's, they have it for hangers. It's for hanging. What's the point, though? Like the neck. You no, put the hanger look at my neck is big. Your neck is big. <laughs> oh no, Joey! <laughs> it's like a bloody tree trunk. Not. Don't look at me like that. That's not nice. Your neck is regular. You were laughing at me. <laughs> yeah, you have a regular neck. I have a regular neck. Thank you, Simone. Anyway, so we watched The Vanishing about uh, a Dutch couple, Rex and Saskia, on holiday in France. Uh, and then before too long, Saskia goes missing. And then three years later, we catch up with Rex, who is uh, still trying to find out what the dickens happened to Saskia. And at the same time, we also get to meet Raymond, who is a sociopath and 
the abductor of Saskia. It's clear from the beginning that he is. Yeah, the we know from the beginning who it did, who did it. We don't know how or what or exactly what happened. So it happens the... in broad daylight at a gas mm-hmm. station, and she goes in to buy them some drinks. Some drinks. And never, never comes, comes out. Back. And it's in broad daylight. Lots of people are yeah. around. It's like what? So the whole film kind of plays out a bit like a detective movie, a little bit like. He doesn't do a lot of investigation because eventually, like, he's been trying to track down or figure out what happened to her, and eventually Raymond comes to him, and they have this sort of, like, cross-country trip while Raymond explains what happened to, uh, to Rex, and, uh, and yeah, so that's, the, the base, the plot is very simple. I think we should just spoil it. You do? Yeah. No. I don't think we should because the ending ended. of this movie is so spectacular, I mean... But how are we going to talk about if we liked it or not? I think you can. Uh, no, because... you can. You can just say whether you like it or not. <laughs> well, this is boring podcast then. No, you just want to talk about the ending? All right. We, all right. We, we usually do spoil movies. So, I'm going to say this right now. In this particular instance, quite often we watch movies that it really doesn't matter if we spoil <laughs> because... Honestly, if you find out what happens at the end of the ring before too long, <laughs> we probably saved you an hour and a half. This is a movie that uh, has a really good ending. A, a, an extremely uncompromising ending. And, in my opinion, you should watch it before you listen to the rest of this podcast. Because otherwise the movie's pointless. I have a feeling no that you, you, you feel kind of like... I get the feeling that you're feeling hostile towards this movie right now. I'm not hostile. I get the feeling you didn't like this movie. No, I didn't say that. Stop. But you just finished saying the movie was pointless. No, no, I'm just saying if you know the ending, the movie won't be ruined for you. And you won't but You're the one who wants to ruin the ending! <laughs> well, I'm just saying... Okay, first of all, I don't agree because I actually did already know the ending before we went in. How come? Because I'd seen the last shot before. Because I'm a because movie of... geek. Because I, I don't know, at some point in my life, I'd come across somebody talking about this movie. Quentin Tarantino? No, it wasn't that, but oh. once I saw the ending, I recognized the scene for yeah, what it was. But no, too. it was something else. I, I, honestly, I don't know. I we don't, don't have do to, we don't have work, to so. talk about No, we movie. should. I think we should, because it's worth talking about. But I'm just saying, like, Whatever. you should probably <laughs> find this movie and come back to this episode, unless you really don't care. Wait, you, I, the, I have a concern. You have been warned. What? You have a concern? Mm-hmm. Well, please, share your concern with the, with the table. I'm concerned because I think me and Simone's voices are too similar, and people aren't going to know who's talking. What exactly the fuck would you like me to do about it? Does one of you want to put on an accent? Like... <laughs> Simone, do your best British accent. No, I'm not going to do an accent. I think you sound different. Hello. Listen to me, that's Nicole doing yeah, no, her British no, accent. Know. You, don't, you probably don't need to do that. You, you probably people don't. probably would be confused. Okay, before oh my you God, say your opinion, talking. just say, like, Nicole. Like, say your name first, like you're in, like, a teleconference. Like, Nicole, and then you say your opinion. Okay. So always preface what you're going to say with your name. No, I think actually... No, you got to say Simone, no, actually. <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. Okay, well, Nicole, are you going to do it? Or are we just going to carry on we'll like we should have? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, thank you, Simone. It's nice to have a voice of reason in here. Oh, <gasps> no, I agree. Yeah. Last week... You had, or two weeks ago, you had my idiot brother in here ganging up on me with you. Well, this week, we've called in help for me. Yeah. This is unfair, and they're on either side of me, so I don't know. I'm like, look. Oh, someone's going to bite me. Now. Right. This is what she does when she's angry. She bites. All right. So getting back to the movie. Uh, I think we've now prefaced this enough saying that, you know, you should see this movie, but we're going to spoil the ending. Right. So the following contains spoilers, so don't. 
email me and be like, fuck you, you've been warned. Do people email you? No. <laughs> I'll email you. Thank you. <laughs> so I'll be like, you ruined the movie. <laughs> you should be here every week. Okay, so uh, Raymond finds Rex and they travel back to the place where Sasuke disappeared from and along the way they have a little chit chat and talk about uh, this and that and you get some background and history on Raymond. What are you doing? You have a dog hair in your eye. Well, imagine that. It's really gross. Ow! Why? Why would you do that? Sorry. What's wrong with you? I got it though. Yeah, I'm Make glad. Make a wish. <laughs> we'll see tomorrow if you break your leg if it comes through. So... <laughs> Upon arriving at the, the gas station where it all took place, Raymond presents Rex with a conundrum, a, a question. So he has a choice. He can drink this thermos of coffee that is drugged and find out exactly... Because the only way Raymond will tell Rex what happened to Saskia is to show him. So he has to experience it himself. So he drugged Saskia. Because he drugged we know Saskia. That. So Rex has to decide whether he needs to know or not. He can decide... To let it go, like his girlfriend earlier in the movie had been trying to convince him to, or he can give in to the fact that he he recognizes that this guy probably that there's a good chance that this guy's going to kill him if he does this because he's already been told Raymond has told him he's a sociopath. Yeah, but he, does, he doesn't know if Saskia's dead or alive. He doesn't no. exactly. He doesn't know, so he has to decide whether he can stand going the rest of his life without knowing. So yeah. ultimately, he decides to find out. Which I mean, I think we all knew. He was probably going to do that because it wouldn't have been. A very good it would have been like a, a boring. Really, I I actually kind of thought there was a moment where he wasn't going to. I be, did too. Because he just had to know why she got in the car with Raymond, and he, it was it wasn't right. because she. Wasn't but then, in love like, I think him. he still wanted to know what happened to her. Like his yeah. curiosity, like he couldn't take. And also, after having met Raymond, like I think a huge part of this movie, this movie is like about the banality of evil. Like, what do you mean? Raymond is completely evil, but he's so boring and unassuming. There's nothing yeah. there's nothing interesting about Raymond. He's just a guy who wanted the killer to see if he could do it. Just because he was interested to see if he could do something like that. And all of the things he did in his whole history, it just shows that, like, there's nothing, like... He's not Buffalo... Like, you you kept referencing Silence of the Lambs, because Buffalo Bill was this, like, cartoonish evil villain who tucks his crotch and sings songs and is really spooky <laughs> and scary, but Raymond... He tucks his little thing in. Raymond is just <laughs> completely dull. He's a professor, he's a teacher. The only reason I made the comparison is because... Because he, yes. He uses the same gimmick of the broken, the broken arm, arm yeah. to be the weaker but person the, in that situation. But my point being, he's also a serial killer. Right? Like yes. He's a murderer, yeah. just like this character. And whereas movies like The Silence of the Lambs make evil really interesting and really compelling and like crazy interesting and compelling and watchable, Raymond is not. He's just like, you would never in a billion years guess that Raymond yeah. was a murderer. His family doesn't know. At the end of the movie, well, we'll get to that. But that's one of the main things is that they have no idea what he's like. I think that's what made it really freaky is just he just was so average. Just so calm. Yeah. And just like. Everything was in daylight, even though things were weird that he was doing. It, he made it seem so natural. Yeah, and like, yeah, and, and and also the fact that like we see him fail several times to get other girls, he almost becomes a figure of comedy. Like it almost becomes funny and almost like, like a slapstick movie. Almost. Yeah. Of like yeah, him, we even laughed yeah, at yeah failing in the part where he oh he finally gets a girl <laughs> to get into his car and he sneezes into his handkerchief that has the chloroform on it and he has to <laughs> laugh because he's like oh what the fuck. So he has to give up on that one. So, like, 
they go to such lengths to make him almost funny and like a pitiable and relatable figure almost because he's just so normal mm-hmm. that when he fi- when we finally do see him carry out his plan and it's really disturbing it's fucking hardcore it's really really disturbing to see him do that and like because you even see him practicing he practices asking someone to get in his car he times how long it takes him to close her door to walk around to his door he times how long he he chloroforms himself and times how long you're unconscious so that he can figure out approximately how much time he has like i thought that whole build up was creepy too like watching him practice and everything is just very perfect he makes it perfect and it's all just just very normal and just like okay it's just a matter of data and he's just figuring it out yeah yeah, yeah that's and another like, thing you never see him like he doesn't get a boner or something like he's not getting <laughs> off on it at all right there's never <laughs> a moment where you're just like yeah he's gonna jerk off now that he's killed this person no not at all he was just like his daughter once told him he was a hero and he was curious if that was the case how could he be a hero if I wonder could I really be a hero if I could do something horrible because he's that's the interesting thing about sociopaths and I think probably more likely in real life they're less like Buffalo Bill and Hannibal Lecter and more just like the the guy who asks to help you fix his trailer hitch. You know? Yeah. So anyway, uh, Rex uh, drinks the, the, the drug and uh, mm-hmm. gets in the car. And then the next thing we see... Well, first we see a hoe pulling some, some dirt onto... I feel like that's filled in a hole. It looks like a grave. Yeah, you, it's pretty clear it's a grave. Like, yeah. almost really yeah. figure out what's happened. And then you have the shot inside the casket of him with the lighter, and you realize he's buried him alive. Yeah. So that's exactly what he did to Saskia, too. He buried yeah. her alive. Because so he did. He said exactly what he was going to do. I'm going to show you what he did. He even knew that where he was going to bury them, that even if they yelled for help, no they, one would be able to hear them. Because yeah. he took his family up there, and they were playing tested, yeah. screaming games, and then he asked a neighbor if mm-hmm. he could hear them. And for me, one of the, the the most chilling parts of the whole movie is, like, at the end, when he's sitting outside drinking his tea or whatever with his paper, and his family is out there, and his wife is watering these two trees, and one of them looks like it's been freshly planted beside a small another one that's only a tiny bit bigger. She's just watering the trees, and his family has no idea that there's two people buried under there, yeah. that their yeah. father and husband has just murdered because, and buried there. And the whole last sequence, when Rex is in the casket... And uh, it's the exact same scene from Kill Bill, only Where in this one. Where he takes off the takes off the shoe even. and like, the same the way the camera pans and everything. And yeah. that that scene is so claustrophobic and brilliantly shot. But the only thing it doesn't have is like him punching through like the bride, <laughs> <laughs> which would have been weird if that happened. I'd be like, whoa, what happened? But this movie is insane. Yeah, but I was also um, when he has the lighter in the casket. I don't know if they just tried to speed up time, but it seemed to happen really quickly that he ran out of oxygen. And I don't it's know a pretty if, small box. If, if that would be more accurate than some of the other movies like Kill Bill, where, where she's in it That's for longer. I, I suspect a uh, small enclosed space like that, you'd burn up that oxygen pretty quick. He's hyperventilating, yeah. and he's, his lighter won't... And like the f- part where he starts laughing, that's like the second most chilling part of the movie, mm-hmm. where Rex just starts laughing hysterically. Like... In, not in as many words, but the girl that had left him earlier in the movie had basically like had said that like, she can't be with this guy because this guy's obsession with what happened to Saskia is going to destroy him. It does, and it does, and he was, and he even knew that that could happen. Like it wasn't like he was really surprised to wake up in there. He was just like, shit. he's bummed. He's just like shit, but at the same time, like he knew that that was a possibility. But he was just so obsessed he couldn't let it go. He had to find out. Oh, that's crazy. So good though. It was really I. I found it like 
a little bit too slow paced for for my taste or deliberately oh, really? paced as you call it but it just just a, t- a little bit but the story was interesting enough to keep me watching mm. which is why I don't know if I'd watch this movie again just oh, for the God, pacing I, would, I was so into this movie yeah for me um I think what made it just so freaky is it was just like real life you know nothing seemed where yeah. it was like an, an extreme serial killer or this crazy story yeah like sorry go ahead no, you go like when you were saying it's real life, um, that's when I when I thought he wasn't gonna drink the the coffee with the drug in it because because it was a lot like real life and in real life I think away. a person would walk away so I thought he was gonna walk away too. So yeah, I mean in a lot of ways this movie is about the banality of evil and also the danger of obsession, right? Like the fact yeah. that yeah. like he he at this point he's pretty sure she's dead. Like, yeah. there's very after, little... After like, three years. And after spending that much time in the car with Raymond, he's gotten to know Raymond over a day. He's heard Raymond's story. Like, Raymond's told him his story. Yeah. Right, like, all the way back to when he was a kid. Like, when he first, like, discovered he was a sociopath. With that whole, like, everyone's... There's a scene where the young Raymond gets out on the balcony, like, 16 feet up off, above this square in France, and is hanging there. And they talk about how, like, everyone has had that moment where they think about that. Like, what would happen if I jumped right now? But yeah. most of us it's then climb back over the thing. Like, well, we're not going to really do it. So it's just an exercise in thought. But he's just like, well, why wouldn't I really do it? So he just does it to see what happens. Yeah. And that as well was just like, and nobody, and everyone just goes, oh, he just fell. Yeah. Like, but no, he was just like, no, I just wanted to see what would happen. Just to show that it could happen. Fuck. With no like regard to his own yeah, yeah. safety or anything. So like they're both, like the weird thing is that that Rex is, like, crazier in a way than Raymond. You know, Raymond is totally calm, totally normal. Everything is very measured. He's not doing anything out of emotion or, like, out of, uh... Like he's not making any decisions. Out of or anything, anger. Out of anything yeah. other than just calculation and curiosity. Mm-hmm. You know, he's totally calm the whole time. Even when when he first presents himself to Rex, and Rex beats the crap out of him, so he's kicking the shit out of him, Raymond is just like, I thought that might happen, it's fine, but understand <laughs> that this is the only way you'll ever find out what happened. So take it or leave it. Yeah. Like, he never... His feathers never get ruffled. Never. Even, like, when earlier in the film, when he's trying to get that other woman into his car, the woman's husband comes and and sees the... He realizes the flaw in his plan. But, like, he's not upset by it. He's not, like, frustrated that it's not working. He's just like, hmm, I wonder what I have to do to make this right. And that's when his daughter gives him the idea, like, the problem isn't that the trailer looks too light, too, looks too heavy, it's that I look too big. And that's why he gets the cast on because he has to make himself look less uh, imposing to be less to be more believable and less intimate so the women we get in the car yeah yeah well I also think like that it's you can come to the conclusion that Saskia is already dead because Raymond tells Rex that he's almost been studying he's been studying Rex for three years and I think if he had kept Saskia alive, he wouldn't have had the time to mm-hmm. to think about Rex because he'd be involved in whatever he was doing to Saskia yeah. in those three years, keeping her away or yeah. whatever. But just the idea of not knowing is what drives yeah. Rex crazy, right? Like, yeah. And that's like and he even probably does know it. That little niggling thing, like the unknown, is what is your undoing in this. He just can't let it be. Yeah. I loved this movie. I would watch this again in a heartbeat. I thought this was fantastic. I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. as much as you, but... Yeah, no, I, I did not find it slow at all. I was never bored. I was just like... And the guy... And I just say, the guy who plays Raymond is 
fucking amazing in this movie. I thought he was good. Like, the guy who plays Rex is good too, but holy shit, the guy playing Raymond is like some next level shit. He is so good in this movie. I don't think he's next level. Oh my at god, all. I thought he was amazing. He was just so watchable. Everything he did, I was just like transfixed watching this guy. Even with his beard? His beard is very stupid. <laughs> his beard's a bit Amish. <laughs> it's not Amish, he just has this like stupid little goatee thing going on. Rex, the whole movie, I kept thinking he was the guy in. Oh my god. Pineapple Express that's one of the bad guys that's with the, the big I thought guy. he looked like someone <laughs> like that too, yeah. Oh, I don't even remember that. Oh. I don't remember the bad guys in that movie. No. In Pineapple Express at all. Yeah. No. The one huh. guy that has to get home for dinner with his wife. Oh, him, yeah. No, it's not him. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> yeah, like no. him. Yeah. And actually, this guy was Belgian. The guy who played uh, Rex was a Belgian actor. It's funny, in the fr- like the first couple scenes I actually hated Saskia and Rex really but I then, just thought you know like they were just like a regular couple I like Sa- little arguments and I like Saskia but not Rex he was the whole the movie big, no just okay. in the beginning when uh, he like left her in the car she won a European film award for best supporting actress cool mm-hmm. no no it was it was a good movie I recommend watching it to anybody oh me too uh, it was remade by the same director in 1993 in English uh, oh Jeff Bridges plays the killer, and uh, Kiefer Sutherland plays um, Rex, and uh, Sandra weird. Bullock plays the Saskia, and Nancy Travis plays. It also has a different ending, and it has been called the worst remake of all time. I was about to say it doesn't sound like it'd be very good. <laughs> the ending good. is different. The ending it has a happy ending. I, w- I want to know what it does. Well, it say? apparently, what I from what I could read, it seems that uh, his other girlfriend tracks him down after. Raymond has, like, just buried him and, like, rescues Rex. And then the two of them, there's, like, a confrontation where she confronts Raymond and gets him to drink the coffee. And then uh, Rex ends up killing him with the shovel that he had used to bury him and, and the other girl. And then at the end, uh, the gr- uh, Ray, uh, Rex and his girlfriend are, like, writing a book about their experiences. And it has a happy ending. That sounds dumb. It sounds horrible, yeah. But uh, it, but the same director did it? Yeah, same director. Maybe so yeah, it, uh, Salon.com called this film it. the worst remake of all time. <laughs> trying to make it more American. Oh, yeah. yeah. It sounds that's very so studio, weird, right? Like, Jeff Bridges. Yeah, the remake ends with Jeff and Rita back together, selling the story as a novel to a publishing company. <laughs> sounds so stupid. Did you like it, or did you find it slow? I didn't find it slow, even though I fell asleep. It's just because it was a long week. <laughs> well, yeah, you I did fall asleep, asleep. one little bit. But we, I we fell asleep good. for like 30 seconds. Yeah. yeah. But, no. but you were confusing me so bad, and you were like, tell me what happened. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, the girl's house. I'm like, what house? What are you talking about? I was getting well, so confused. I was confused. like fading in that one scene yeah. when they were driving up, so I couldn't tell what house yeah. really was. So at the end of the movie, we had to explain what house it was. <laughs> but when you were we saying don't... what the last thing you remembered was, I'm like, what the fuck movie are you watching? <laughs> Maybe, Maybe I, I dreamed it. I was like trying to stay well, also, awake from you just kept saying the dreaming. girl, so I didn't know if you meant Sassy. Or the other girl? No, it was the girl that was paused on. Well, the I, I realized that eventually, yeah. Oh. But I thought you were talking about the, the other girl. Yeah. And I loved this movie. Yeah, so I didn't so. find it slow Good at all. Me. No. So. I did, but I think it it like I, I found it a little bit slow, but it goes with what you guys were saying about how it's more real life that way. And it, yeah, it was it's so good. much better than that. And oh, and also the music in this movie is so good. Especially the guitar at the end. I like. Well, it's just the atmosphere and the music in that no, score is so good. good. And but yes, the, the music in the closing credits does remind me of the soundtrack from Luigi's Mansion. 
<laughs> which is fine. It was, yeah. So uh, we struggled. To, we did have a top five this week, but we kind of. Do you give it a rating? We haven't been doing that lately, yeah. but if you want me to, I can. We can. Okay. Do you I want to give it a rating? Okay. Yeah, no, we, I kind of stopped doing that because they're meaningless. Because you just watched it. We just so watched it, like, and it's almost always meaningless. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so we had to come up with a top ten, top five again this week, uh, but because I didn't really know enough about what the movie was going to be like, we had a hard time coming up with a theme, so we just went for 1980s horror movies, so horror movies that came out in the 80s. Not that general. this movie is in any way 80s at all. Like This no. doesn't really feel like an 80s movie. And I, anyway. I have to apologize. It feels like a 70s movie. No. It feels older than 80s. And after going through the list of all the movies in the 80s, I've realized I haven't seen like any of them, so my list is pretty I was bad. a little surprised when I looked to how many 80s movies I have seen and haven't seen, and also... How shitty the majority yeah. of eighties horror movies I, are. A lot of them were like the sequels or the third, to right? Something. Yeah, I liked the late seventies, the original, yeah. and then the nineties there was new ones, but the eighties there was. Well, the eighties was like a lot of shitty, cheap slasher knockoffs. Yeah. So there's none of those on my list, but anyway. <laughs> uh, Should yes, we start so with first... our heart movies? Okay. I didn't do that because I have only seen five. Okay. Nicole, what are your heart movies? I These heart... are honorable mentions that you call heart movies because you're strange. Because I heart them. Yeah. Um, I heart Pet Cemetery. I heart the book Pet Cemetery. The movie I remember okay. from my childhood as being creepy and, and good and scary. But I also heart Friday the 13th, the second. Part two? Part two. Part pretty good. I don't even remember it. Part two is actually, I mean... Part two is when Jason's actually the killer. When he has a bag on his head. Yeah, the Part bag... Part two is actually pretty I good. I think the bag is scarier than the mask. Oh, it's definitely scarier, but it's less iconic. And I also heart Heathers. What's that one? Heathers is a good movie. Heathers is with Winona Ryder, and it's a lot about suicide. It was like a way darker version of Mean Girls in the 80s. It's, <laughs> it's yeah. And it was it, like a way better, way darker... It's almost a very like a very black comedy horror movie. Like it's 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 and slash. I wouldn't have even thought of that as a horror movie, but really good pick. That's that should have been on your list. That's not that's way too good to be a horror movie. You almost had a really interesting list. (laughs) 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 Do you have any other heart movies? I hate this game. No, go ahead with your hearts. I have a few hearts. I have uh, the fly. I heart the fly. I didn't. I thought that'd make your list. Yeah, I thought that'd be in your list. Good though. You would have had a super interesting list had that well, been on. I do have super. <laughs> I, I heart they live. They live. We watched it the on wrestler. the podcast with Rowdy Roddy Piper. Oh. It didn't make my list because I don't think I've ever seen the ending. That's so good. <laughs> I heart scanners, which we watched recently. Yeah, I, I, I also that heart Friday the Thirteenth Part Four because it has my favorite kill in the franchise when uh, he hits him in the face with the machete and then Jason's face slides down the machete and his eye pops out. <laughs> uh, I heart Phantasm Two. I've never seen that. Yeah, I don't think you like the Phantasm movies because they're weird and surreal, and, and but I love them. I heart The Entity, which I saw when I was way too young and freaked me out because it's about a ghost raping a girl and the girl's name is Carla and my mom's name is Carla. So it really freaked you out. A little bit. I wa- and I was like, why is this on TV? <laughs> why am I watching this? Why are my parents not doing something? <laughs> <laughs> We're adult. I heart Encounters of the Spooky Kind, which is a <laughs> it's a really awesome kung fu movie where this guy fights ghosts. It's so cool. It sounds stupid. I also heart Kronos, which we did on the podcast, and I heart Kronos. That would have been on my list if I'd known you can it. Was. Change I thought it. it was the nineties. I think it's ninety one. It's not. I thought I looked. We may have looked, but I looked at a list of movies from the 80s and it was on there. But on your Criterion one, because when I just watched it, like last week, or maybe a couple of weeks ago, 
I looked at the back and it was uh, 1991. Well, why did this show up in the year? It's 1993. Why did this show up in a list of 80s movies? It didn't show up on any of the ones we looked at. Well, it should have been one that I looked at, so shut your face. Sorry. No, don't be sorry. You were right. Good job. Just because That's I read it, it that would have been on my it was list. A good movie. It's a hard movie. And the only other one I had was Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, which I like a lot. <laughs> I know. Movie. I did. <laughs> you didn't like Dogs it. Dogs will hunt. I like it almost. Uh, I think I. I kind of like it better than the original. Don't even talk to me. A we little have, bit. We have nothing to say to each other anymore. I just like that it just goes like for it, man. It just... Chop Top is great. It just goes for it, I don't like it. I didn't like it. It was too cheesy. I love that it's so different from the original. I don't even try to bother him. Because every time they've tried to do the horror of the original again, it has failed completely. I disagree. Yeah. You would. I liked the remake. You like the about- Scream sequels. Of there, course I do. There's a Texas Chainsaw with Matthew McConaughey. Texas Chen- really Chainsaw, the next generation. One, but I heard it was it's really like, bad. It's four, yeah. Three is called Leatherface, which is also it actually is maybe about as bad as four. Yeah, four is pretty bad. The next generation <laughs> is pretty bad. Anything that's called the next generation other than Star Trek is usually pretty bad. Anyway, uh, let's get into our actual top five. Wait, Simone, what's, what's your number, number five? five? Evil Dead. One? That's a good movie. Good. I and like I feel like I can't oh. really speak to these that much because I saw these so long ago. Evil Dead You're was kind a hard movie for me. I really, <laughs> seriously, this is a really hard list for me. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Simone. It was kind of a hard list for me too when I realized how many shitty movies I'd seen. Like, I'd seen a lot of movies from the 80s, but I don't like very many of them. So, Well, and a lot of them I'd seen, but I barely remember because yeah. I saw it so long ago. And then the other ones, like... I've never seen the endings yeah. or... There's probably a ton of like obscure 80s ones that I would like, but I've mostly seen obscure movies from the 70s and 90s and less from the 80s for some reason. So this was a tough one, so like it was hard to not just pick the... Ob- oh yeah, we forgot to mention that Nicole and I both agreed right. to... Because uh, otherwise The Thing would always be my number one and The Shining would always be on her list as well. So we've agreed from now on that The Thing and The Shining are not eligible for our lists because they're obviously the best things ever made. They go without saying for us. Yeah, so it's far too boring for me to say The Thing every single week, so I'm not going to. But I was going to say about Evil Dead, um, I prefer the, the second one, but the first one is actually a scarier movie. It is. Yeah. yeah. And they also it have that great claymation yeah. dancing headless yeah, person. Yeah, it does. So cool. good. Yeah. And the, their faces are... Yeah. Are I do love turned. the first Evil Dead. It is so good. I, I forgot to mention Evil Dead is a heart movie for me. Oh, it's a heart it didn't movie. quite make Good pick, list. number five. Nicole, what's your number five? The Changeling. Changeling? You really liked that movie. I really liked that I movie. I do too. But yeah, you. Yeah, this, is, I, this is like the third list in a row it's been for you. That's one I think I want to rewatch. I should rewatch it. It's so Alright, watch it. I've never <laughs> seen it. I thought it did, it did suspense. And it does does the little kid drowned in a well thing way better than the ring. It does suspense so well. It's a great movie. It's a good pick. Nicole, good job. Thank you. My number five. Not that I need your approval for anything. All right. You're a strong, capable, independent woman. And I can do do it it myself. My number five is a little film, a little art house film. Oh, God. uh, Entitled Killer Clowns from Outer Space. No way. I saw this movie. I've never seen it. I heard it's awful. No, it's not. Who told you it was awful? My aunt. (laughs) Are crazy. Your aunt knows a lot about decorating. She knows a lot about wreaths. She doesn't know a damn thing about movies. Alright? She knows a lot about A damn thing. And Killer Clowns from Outer Space is fantastic. There's a scene where a bunch of killer clowns from outer space... All, like seven of them get out of the back of this little tiny car with big pies looking creepy and the cop says 
What are you going to do with those pies, boys? And they throw the pies and the <laughs> pies melt him, like, like burn him like acid. It's fucking awesome. That sounds It is awful. one of the most fun, like it's a B-movie, but it's intentionally a B-movie, so yeah. it's kind of like a love letter to B-movies in a way, but it's just really fun, and like, I have so many amazing memories of watching this movie with Robin Thomas and just having like the best time. It is seriously a fun movie. It I've sounds, never seen it. It is really fun. I, I honestly can't imagine someone watching it and not at least going, I had a good time watching that, except for your aunt. <laughs> but she's not invited to my killer clowns from outer space party. <laughs> so what you never for? Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead. Uh, I need to watch this again because I, I don't like make it. My list. We didn't like it when we well, watched that's it. That's the thing is, I don't even really remember it. The only part, like I remember finding Day of the Dead colossally boring. Yeah. And I've talked to other people who's it's their favorite of the franchise, which I think is crazy. A lot of people definitely not my favorite, like Dawn of the Dead, and those. There's other ones for sure. People but. like Day of the Dead because it delves more into like the science of it, where they like yes. they have one and they're studying the zombie and his I like, behavior. Yeah. Oh, that is people, that people yeah, like confused. that, but I don't. I, I appreciate that boring. Romero tried to do something different rather than because every other zombie movie just apes Romero and yeah. doesn't try to do anything interesting, and so yeah. he at least tries to do something different each time. And that movie, maybe I like it better now. It does have that great scene where the bad guy yells "choke on him" while they're pulling his guts out, which is a great bit. <laughs> But yeah, other than the effects, like I didn't actually like that movie very much. But that's fine. You're allowed to pick it. Thank we'll you. We'll let you live. Nicole, number four. <laughs> My number four is A Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, yeah, I wondered if any of these would make your list. The best one is three, in my opinion. Nightmare the best on one's the first three. one. Mm, three's pretty good. Which one's three? The Dream Warriors, the one with Patricia Arquette. I oh. actually really like that one. That we one's do really watch good. that one in our basement. Yeah. That was one of the only ones where like. You care about any character at all because usually in those movies you hate every character and you just like cheer for Freddy to kill them. But the and first have one, bitch and it the gets first really one old. is so iconic with the bad eating yeah. Johnny Depp. I do like this blood explosion in them. I don't dislike that movie at all. I just like the third one better. It's a good movie. That's that's fair. I had a really long conversation about the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise versus the Friday the Thirteenth franchise with somebody and about why I like Friday so much better. And I think it's because I hate Freddy Krueger. I don't find Freddy. He's like, a bit cartoony. It's not even he's cartoony. It's just like he's lame. And like the movie... In Friday the 13th franchise, it's like... Yes, you cheer when Jason kills somebody. But mostly it's because he finds a creative way to do it. Whereas in Friday the 13th, you're cheering and supposedly laughing because I guess people think Freddy is funny. But he's not. He just calls you bitch and then kills you. I'm like, how is that funny? It's just lame. I didn't know people thought he was funny. People love him. He's just like, welcome to prime time, bitch. And then the TV kills her. And like, yeah, fucking great, I guess. It's stupid. I think, see, I find Nightmare on Elm Street more creative with how he kills them in their dreams. No, the premise of him killing you in your dreams is a fine premise. I just find his character irritating because I don't think he's, he's played for laughs and he's not funny. He's stupid. It's like frat boy comedy. I don't think he's played for laughs. How many of these movies have you seen? In the first All one, not so much. And you don't think Freddy Krueger is played for laughs? Are you sure you've seen these movies? I think it's still creepy, though. Nicole, when the TV grows ahead and says, Welcome to prime time, bitch, and smashes her face and electrocutes her, you don't think that was supposed to be funny? How is that not scary? <laughs> We're going to have to move on because I love you so dearly. And it is a good pick, I will give you that. But I'm sorry. You're, you're sounding incredibly crazy right now. Go ahead, what's your four? My number four uh, is a movie, I'm sure I'm the one who's seen this. This is a Brian De Palma movie called Dress to Kill. And it is a way better Psycho remake than the Psycho remake. Like, Brian De Palma has a couple of movies that are 
basically just him going like, I want to make a Hitchcock movie. Or, in this case, I want to make a specific Hitchcock movie. So he basically does, like, a another version of Psycho. Wait, is that with... Um, who's in that one? Angie Dickinson and Michael Caine. Yeah, I watched Bits part of, of it with you. And it's really good. And, like, in the second you try to, like, think about the plot or, like, unpack the gender politics of it, it it's ridiculous, but... Like Isn't most of well movies, with your feminist ways. No, not really. It's not even that. It's more just like the script itself isn't designed to hold up to that. Like it's all about De Palma making this Hitchcockian atmosphere movie. Because a lot of his movies are like that. If you like try and worry about the plot, it's kind of stupid because they're preposterous. But it's all just about the atmosphere and all about the homage to Hitchcock. And you know, it's just super well done. What I did see, I watched. I think that even the end. Of- just that I caught the end with you. It was good. It's really good. Michael Keane was really good in it. He was. Alright. So, so Mullen number three. I'm apologizing ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Nightmare on Elm Street? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> she forgets what she wrote. That one was number two. Why are you saying that? Wait till we get to that. She ruined well, it. We already talked about Nightmare on Elm Street. We'll, we'll say, okay, what's your number three though? That will be my number three then. <laughs> That's your number three? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she just switched those. <laughs> well, I appreciate that because now we, now we get to look forward to another movie yeah. on your list. So, good right. pick, good pick. Three's better. Nicole, what's your number three? My number three is The Thing. I, 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 I took out The Thing and The Shining from my Oh, I thought we did. I think neither one of us should use either of them. But I took out okay. both Oh, wait, can you let me... Let me Swap out one of your heart movies. <laughs> so, Heathers is my number Heathers three. Is, there you go. I have an interesting list. Well, Shut then. the fuck up. I'm going to murder you. Okay, my number three uh, is a movie... Wait. That, oh, well, I already talked about You already talked about Heathers. Do you have more to say? Do you have more insight into the Heathers? No, I didn't think so. I like Winona Ryder. It's like a video game. <laughs> uh, my number three... Uh, I don't... I still to this day, like, the more... Can I have my pen back, you no. ass face? what do you need it for? I want to hold it. It makes me feel powerful. No, you're not allowed to be powerful. <laughs> my pen. Okay, Don't so wake your baby? No. Don't wake the baby. My number <laughs> three... Uh, I need to get the charger for the month. Yeah, hurry up. Um, I, I picked Hellraiser. Ooh, good pick. I Thank thought you. you'd pick that. That was one I've really never... I haven't seen the whole movie. I, for whatever reason, I love that movie. Like, it has, it is the most humorless, self-serious movie, and yet, like, it works completely for me. And so does the second one. The third one fails for me because it's so silly, and it tries to be campy. I just love how, like, almost to the point of silliness, how serious they take this movie. And I love the effects in it. I really like that. Of all, like the if I had to pick a favorite horror franchise, like one of those '80s franchises with a recognizable character, I'd probably pick Hellraiser. I thought you weird. would. I just really like that. I movie. know. Like I like it so I never, much. I didn't really like it, but maybe I should rewatch it. You should. Like I I've only like watched it probably three or four times, and yet I feel like I remember every scene so well. Uh, anyway, so I like I, it. A I lot. forget everything. So not hey, your actual what, your new number two. Wait, what? What year was Leprechaun? <laughs> uh, the '90s. Leprechaun 1 was... Just because we were talking about the series. And I think I have, like, the trilogy of Hellraiser and Leprechaun. Okay. I've never seen You're Leprechaun. You're not allowed to think Leprechaun is the best franchise. I'm no, sorry. it definitely wouldn't be on my list. But I like Leprechaun when he goes to space. In the... Leprechaun 1 was 93. Oh, okay. Yeah. My new number two is Tenebrae. It's a dark... I haven't seen that yet. Dario I wanted to see it, but I haven't I've seen it. I've never heard of it. 
And really, I've seen all of Dario Argento's films, and this was really? the only one in the 80s that I had seen, so it made my list. Have you <laughs> so actually I, seen all of Dario Argento's movies? Probably most of them. They have a box set. That's crazy. He has a lot. He has like 24 movies. Okay, definitely not. Like maybe Because I was looking the other <laughs> day. a lot. I was always like, yeah, I love Dario Argento. Then I looked at his list of movies, and I realized I have only seen Suspiria. For years, I thought I had seen a bunch, and I went... I've only seen Suspiria. Oh. What the fuck? I haven't seen Deep Red. I haven't seen Tenebra. I haven't seen Phenomena. I haven't seen Inferno or Opera. Like, I haven't seen any of these movies. I, okay, Deep Do you Red, me- Inferno. I don't even remember Tenebra. I remember... You need to lend me your box set so I can watch these movies. Okay. It might be Wills, but yeah. Okay, well... You can, you <laughs> See, I don't even remember what Tenebra is about. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's a good one. Right it's on. a good one. <laughs> All right, well, with that recommendation in hand, Nicole, why don't you tell us about your number two? My number two is Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead 2. Which is one of my favorite movies ever anyway because it's just so awesome. It mixes humor with horror so well. It does. And it has such great iconic scenes of him cutting off his own hand, him fighting with his own hand. You don't think it's a pretty obvious pick though? It is an obvious pick but it deserves to be on the list, damn it. Alright, well my number two is Evil Dead 2. Yay! I love that movie. Good pick, Nicole. You didn't even go far enough. That movie is spectacular. It takes, like, the, the creepiness of the first one, but it just amps up the style, and it's, like, this awesome Sam Raimi Scooby-Doo gore fest. It's the best. I'm so happy that, Good that pick. We, You're awesome. we put on our number two together. Yeah. Because you were... Because usually we don't do number two together. <laughs> you were making it seem like I was dumb. <laughs> there you go. Someone got it. <laughs> <laughs> I got it, but yeah, then yeah. I wasn't going to laugh till your eyes shifted over. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I lost my train of thought. Oh, sorry. Because you were making it seem like I was stupid yeah, for putting it on my list. I was creating suspense. I like that. Yeah, it was a little twist. Aww, a little twist for you there. It's cute. All right, the, the moment of truth has arrived. Simone, what is your number one? <laughs> I'm just like, and I want to. I also want to point out that when she delivers this pick, she will deliver it with the confidence that is the hallmark of quality. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now there's too much pressure. <laughs> Evil Dead Two. Yay! Yay! even cooler than us. Well, yeah, the first time I went through all the movies of the '80s, I was like, I feel like this is the only movie I really remember. <laughs> <laughs> But I do love that movie too. It's great. I just rewatched it. So. Yeah. It is good. They're I rewatched making, it a lot. Uh, a TV series. They're doing a, an Army of Darkness TV series with Bruce Campbell. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's that movie. He's doing it. I didn't Nicole? like Army of Darkness as much as Evil Well, not as much as Evil Dead too, but it's still awesome. It is awesome. It is good. Number one, Nicole. Is Poltergeist. Oh, I kind of get that. It was your number one last time. Well, it has to be my number one this time because it's, if it was my number one last time, it has to be my number one this time. Well, no, your last one was for best ghost movies of all time. Was it? Yeah. I thought it was just in general. What? <laughs> what does that mean? Question, if you, were allowed, if you were allowed The Shining, would it have beat Poltergeist? No, it didn't. No, like right now. If no, because list. it didn't last week either. So why did... Because last week was about specifically about ghost But movies. why was The Shining banned then? Because I've used because it a lot. Because she uses it a lot. Because she would have it on every list. It might not always be her number one, oh, but it would be... Oh, I thought but it was But it's now getting... I mean, if you use Poltergeist <laughs> next week, that means you you can't use it for another okay. week. You have to like... If you do the same week three times in a row, you have to take a break. But, which means if I okay. use Hellraiser again, All then right. I have to take a break. Because I've used Hellraiser twice now. Okay, rules by Joey here. All right. I'm just trying to make our list less boring, darling. Okay, no, that's fair. But Poltergeist is the movie that scared me the most in my whole entire life. Mm-hmm. I 
have to had to move back in with you. Small and I used to share a room, and I moved into moved the base. back in with you like you were in college. <laughs> you were like twelve. <laughs> I know. You I, shared I, a room, and then you went back to sharing a room because you were children. Because I was terrified of poltergeists. It wasn't like you guys had to like co-sign a lease. <laughs> Do you know what's funny is that because I only heard poltergeist the entire plot and all the scary parts from you as a kid. That was more terrifying than when I actually saw yeah, the movie. Yeah, it's not that scary, is it? <laughs> no, the scene with the clown and under yeah, the it's gun. Yeah, it's a great scene. In my head was way worse. Than See, to me, <laughs> Poltergeist is about as scary as a Goosebumps novel. Like, it's basically a Goosebumps novel with more blood. It's good. No, it's really scary, yeah, guys. Okay. I had to move back in with my sister. <laughs> well, my number one. Now, earlier you guys were all surprised that the fly didn't make my number one. Because you'd have thought, like, oh, I would have thought I Joey would have had a David Cronenberg as his number one. Society? No, I I, I like Society. I oh. it. It's not that good. <laughs> when we saw it on the movie, when we saw it, I was like, oh, Society was pretty good. And you hate, I, 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 I think I, I, it's I, because of her hate for like, it. I think I gave it, like, a three out of five. Like, it's, I don't love Society by any means. I just oh. like it. Sorry. And okay. I, I think it seems like I love it because of how much she Yeah, is. that is no, that, yeah. No, but you're all, you're all thinking, oh, what about the fly, Cronenberg? Well, y'all forgot about Videodrome, didn't you? i never seen Videodrome. Y'all forgot about Videodrome. We didn't forget about it. It just isn't even in our minds. Videodrome is my favorite Cronenberg movie. Videodrome <laughs> is one of the best movies ever. <laughs> shut up, shut up, shut up. And y'all forgot about Videodrome. Long live Videodrome. Long live the new flesh. What is wrong with you? Did you not know what happened? You were like, you forgot about Nicholas. We didn't forget. It's just not in our mind. That's that's forgetting. (laughs) That's a good point. That is forgetting. Anyway, so my number one was Videodrome. Sorry, you didn't get to say... What's the plot? Oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> Honestly, don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> it's nice of you to ask, but don't worry about it. It's cool. Should I watch it? Yeah, yeah, I should. It's great. It's my number one. All right, well. All right, enough of this nonsense. Nicole, why don't you reveal what we're watching for next week? Oh, okay. Um, I need a minute here. Is it in your mind? <laughs> it is in my mind. And I wrote it down in case I forgot it in my mind. Um, That's forgetting. <laughs> um, it's a movie that I've never seen. Good. That I've always wanted to see. Also good. And that I should have seen by now. Okay. Carry on. Prom Night. Oh, cool. With our famous screen queen that Joey loves, I Jamie do Lee love Curtis. Her. And I've never seen it. I really and we haven't done a slasher in a really long time. So was that an eighties? Yeah, it's an eighties movie. Is that what gave you the idea? No, I kind of thought about it earlier today. I don't think I've ever seen Prom Night. Cool. Then we both can see it together. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. All right. Well, thanks for that. That garbage insight. <laughs> Uh, until next week uh, thank you for joining us Simone thank you for joining us thank you guys sorry for my shitty list (laughs) (laughs) stop apologizing thanks for being on the podcast with us Uh, so until next week I'm the creature Joey G (laughs) I'm the bad Nicole (laughs) how could this woman ever decide (laughs) 
to wed this man.